Hello and welcome to Wonder Indiana. I am your host, Katie Wonderly. It's spring break week. Yay! I hope you're all outside having fun this week or last week or whenever your spring break was. And if you don't have a spring break, then get away this weekend and make one for yourself. Even if you're not able to get away for a few days, you know, you could set aside Saturday afternoon and drive to a new park you've never been to before or a nature preserve and and go, go take a break. So I call my episode this week, this is episode five, Perfectly Pleasing Portland Arch. Uh, This last weekend, I drove down near Attica, Indiana. I traveled south uh, down US 41 uh, to Fountain County, which is home of the Portland Arch Nature Preserve uh, and is also a national natural landmark. What you will see at the Portland Arch is wooded valleys, ravines, rugged cliffs, uh, Bear Creek. It was my kind of place. Uh, I love it when I go to a new place and it far exceeds my expectations. I knew this place was going to be cool. I mean, it was, you know, it's called the Portland Arch. It's a bridge that was naturally formed. And, you know, I mean, that just sounds cool. So I knew it was going to be cool. But I was running around like a wild child, checking out the other rock formations, the new spring wildflowers, and the caves around this nature preserve. I'm not going to lie, the entrance to get to the arch was a little sketchy. Um, Heading out of Attica, you pass several scenic historic farms on the way. I mean, that that part was beautiful. Uh, But once you get to the Portland area, it was rather desolate and a little run down. And the turn for the preserve is on a dirt road uh, with a trailer park on one side of the street and then the new Christian Life Tabernacle on the other side of the street. Then you have this dirt road leading into the woods and it's kind of like, oh, uh, but but once you, as soon as you turn down that dirt road, you're immediately surrounded by trees um, and you start hearing birds singing and uh, you could see the new spring growth coming in and it, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. So you know, looks can be deceiving, but don't judge a book by its cover. I was so excited, um, yeah, pulling into the woods and um, less than a quarter mile down the road, I could see this creek kind of winding around this huge sandstone formation and I was so pumped that I, uh, I stopped my car right there and I just I parked it, hopped out, ran up, wanted to see how far back that cave went and to my surprise, as soon as I hopped out of the car, I saw a red-tailed hawk fly out of the cave with a rabbit in its talons. So needless to say, I was super pumped to see more. Uh, since I had stopped on the narrow dirt road, um, I thought it was the first time I had been there. I didn't really know what else was down that road. So I ran back to my car because I knew there was a parking area. And so I, I drove it up to the parking area. And could the day get any more perfect? There was nobody in the parking lot. So I had the whole place to myself. And I've, I've mentioned on past podcasts just how delightful it is to pull into a park and have it all to yourself and to be able to, to, to enjoy it. It was, I know it's a little selfish, but oh, it, it was a great day. Um, <clears throat> I'd kind of been speeding on my drive down because I woke up a little late. It was about, eh, again, about a two and a half hour drive down there. And I had intended on waking up really early and getting out, but I kind of slept in and got on the road later than I had it had hoped for. And so I was speeding to get down there because it's, it's only yeah, probably about 45 minutes from Purdue university. And I thought for sure that there were, it was a Sunday afternoon. I thought that there were going to be college students hanging out there and uh, it had rained the day before and it, like the sun was shining on this day. And so I thought for sure um, I was going to have other people to compete with to get to the good, the good hike, but I lucked out and it was all mine. 
Uh, so once again on this hike, I had my friends Justin and Kat. Uh, these were the same friends that went on the Salamone hike with me, and uh, I, I actually call them the Dreddies. Uh, I love this couple. They're married. I've known them since my days at Purdue, um, and they both have had dreadlocks the entire time I've known them, which is going on over 12 years now. Uh, they they live around the Purdue campus. Uh, they live around that area. And since I live up in northern Indiana, these hikes are a great excuse for us to see each other. And um, the the Dreddies pulled in right behind me, uh, so it was perfect timing. We all got out and we shared our excitement for this cool new adventure. As soon as you park, uh, you see um, there's several um, signs that are just kind of like the rules and regulations for the park, the the hours um, that people are allowed to be there, and it's a, a DNR zone. It's all maintained by the DNR. Um, and so you'll, you also see um, right at the start of the trail, you'll see the ruins of a stone structure and a stone wall that are now covered in moss. Um, so you could tell that they'd been there for, for quite some time. And when I got back home, I did a little research on the Indiana DNR website about the Arches history, and I learned that at one point in time it was a resort, and it was also a Boy Scout camp up until 1938. Um, so that was kind of interesting, you know. Um, it, it, I think it, it had also mentioned on the DNR website that this was a popular area for um, when white settlers first came to Indiana. They were known um, to, to be around this part. Uh, we, we saw that the wildflowers were really popping on the trail from the day before. Um, March through May, uh, spring wildflowers really blanket the Indiana woodlands, and we saw evidence of that last Sunday. Uh, there were an abundant amount of spring blooms, including um, we saw some purple milkweed coming up, bittercress, henbit, which is um, that's a common small lavender-colored flower that I'm sure if you saw it, you would recognize that it. it's, it's, it's all over the place in Indiana. And um, also saw breeches, which was really pretty. It's kind of um, it's a white flower that kind of looks like a cross between a lady slipper and lily of the valley. So uh, we saw those all over the place, and they, I, thought, uh, I thought they were really pretty. We even came across some wild strawberry and a very pungent wild onion, um, I read before we came that this is the only place in the state of Indiana that the Canadian blueberry grows, and it, they, it, there's also rare bush honeysuckle. Oh my gosh, I love the smell of honeysuckle. Um, the honeysuckle wasn't really coming up when we were there yet, but uh, oh my gosh, that's honeysuckle is one of my favorite fragrances. When I was a little kid, I used to when, I, when I'd be out playing in the woods. I remember pulling it off the bush and actually eating it, and it didn't taste that bad. It just it smelled so good, and it was just one of those things that I saw one of my friends do it, and I thought, oh cool, if she's gonna do it. I'm gonna do it too, and uh, and I, I I would still do it. Gosh darn it, I would still eat some honeysuckle. So have to go back when that's in bloom. Uh, there were several different tree varieties around the preserve, including the sugar maple, black walnut, black oak, and the white pine. Uh, and the white pine is rare in Indiana. Um, it's usually found near cliffs or valleys, um, and there were a lot of cliffs around this area with all the sandstone. Continuing near the beginning of the trail, there's a steep path that angles down. Um, there's kind of like natural steps there. Well, I'm sure the uh, the DNR or the, the CCC or at some points, maybe it was when it was a Boy Scout camp, they had kind of um, 
They kind of made stairs there, uh, but the path kind of angles down towards a larger sandstone formation, um, and then the natural arch is right there. And the natural bridge above this arch is one of only um, of, of a few in Indiana, and the opening was caused by the undercutting of the sandstone bluff on both sides, but the sandstone was, sandstone was so strong that the rock didn't collapse, and the arch was formed. I don't know how many times on this hike I would go around the corner and I would just say, oh, wow, wow. I mean, it was just, oh, it was so cool. But the best was when you actually, when you go under the arch and you you walk through and you see what's on the other side. Oh, my gosh, it was breathtaking. Uh, so the little lazy creek that that runs through the preserve is Bear Creek. And it runs right under the arch. And then when you walk through on the other side, you're inside a canyon with flowering trees and ferns creeping up over the rock above you. Um, there were painted lady butterflies fluttering on top of lush blue violet beds. Uh, the creek opens up a little wider, and um, you, you see there's a couple of different swimming hole spots. And as we continued on the trail through the canyon, we even found a waterfall um, about three quarters of a mile on the trail. You know, we could hear it before we got up there and then saw the water coming down. And oh my gosh, we just kind of sat and listened and uh, just soaked it in for a minute. I can't wait to come back in about two or three months uh, with my bathing suit so I can do this hike again and, and take a little dip. Uh, I wish I could come back. I, you know, I thought initially, man, I'd love to come back and just spend the day here and picnic. Um, but unfortunately, picnicking is prohibited, um, which is a bummer. But it's actually probably for the best thing. One of, one of the good things about the preserve was there was not that much trash there. Uh, and I think that's probably because they do not allow picnicking. So I, I'm not going to lie, uh, that, that little, that river was, or the, excuse me, Bear Creek, it was so tempting. Uh, there was a point when I did get in. Um, there's an, there's a, when you, you walk into the canyon area, the river splits, and there's a little island area in between, and I could see, um, this was where, I could, I could see all the wildflowers out on the island, and I just, I, I had to go check it out. So I ran across, um, and I had soggy feet for the rest of the hike, but I don't regret it one bit. Uh, the, the trail looped back around shortly, so I didn't have to go that long with wet feet. Uh, this trail is rugged in some spots, so wear proper hiking boots or trail shoes. Uh, you want to make sure you have good traction because it is rocky. You don't want to slip and fall and hit your head or skin your knee or, or anything worse than that. I could hear several birds in the park, uh, but other than the red-tailed hawk that I saw when we first arrived, I didn't, I didn't really see any other wildlife. Um, but I think that's because I was I was really distracted by the sandstone and by all the wildflowers. Um, I kept thinking, man, if I lived in that trailer park up the road, I would be back here every day exploring because it's it was so cool. It was so cool. Um, so uh, I just want to remind you, no matter where you are, make sure you get out and enjoy nature. And if you are able to come visit the Portland Arch, um, I have a couple of other recommendations around the area. Uh, Falls Creek Gorge, um, it's also known as Potholes, is about a 20-minute drive away, and I was hoping to make it there that day, but since I had a late start, um, I, I, I wasn't able to make it over. But I, I have been to Potholes before. Um, I, I used to go over there when I went to Purdue, and it's a, it, the Wabash River runs right over, and it's huge. There's huge openings in sandstone that's under the river, and you can dive. Um, like, you can go go under and dive from rock to rock through these openings. It's so cool. I mean, it's a really, really neat, 
just kind of one of those neat like if you live in Indiana it's something you should go do one time because it's a it's it's really a neat area um, the Prophetstown State Park is also a close drive away. It's only about 45 minutes away. Um, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to coming back this summer and camping for the weekend and hitting all of these beautiful places all at once. <clears throat> Since it is spring break this week, I'm, uh, I'm going to head down to the Appalachians uh, of Tennessee and North Carolina. And I'm also going to be stopping at the Cumberland Falls State Park in Kentucky on the way. So I hope to have an interesting show for you next week to talk about these. And my mirror quote this week is, the mountains are calling and I must go. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Please remember, no matter where you are, get out and enjoy nature. Thank you for listening. And I can't love doing these with you. I can't wait to, to talk to you next week. So thank you and have a beautiful day. <laughs>